I think I can share as well with great confidence that I also am very proud of the way that I model in my practice. I think that's why, you know, so many docs, you know, did come and want to train and work with us. We had a very similar, I think, setup than you, like associates would come for one to two years because they simply just wanted to train with us. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franzen. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franzen. And it is an honor for us to journey with you, it truly is. And I'm excited for this series that we are in. And I know that last week, as I know you've been listening and tuning into these podcasts, and we're in the middle of a three-part series. This is the, the middle. This is episode two of three in the series, You Don't Get What You Want. And you know, this week, we're going to be, we're actually going to be getting pretty raw, pretty real. We are in this whole series because you know, the reality is, the CEOs, is that each one of you is a leader. And it matters how you lead. It really does. And there's a lot that hinges upon your leadership. And so today's conversation is about modeling. And what we're saying is that you don't get what you want, you get what you model. Now, for me personally, I have five children. And so I see this every single day of my life. And for all of you who have children, you have witnesses of your modeling all around you. And maybe your kids are grown up and they've moved on and they're out of the house and they're on, but you're watching what you've modeled. You are seeing the behaviors that you modeled. And you know, many of you might even say, I am behaving like I saw modeled and I'm still having a hard time changing those things. You know, how many people are, you know, going through, you know, some sort of a counseling or coaching or some sort of a mentoring process because they're trying to break through some areas that they saw modeled. They want to see that change in their life. So this is really, really important, guys. This is really important. I think that this is a subject matter that could go, how deep does the rabbit hole go? You know, like the matrix, this one goes really deep. But we are at least going to do it justice to speak to it because of the significance of that it has on your life, on your destiny, your future, on your hopes to have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life and not instead of one. It's critical because it not only affects you, but it affects a lot of people. This has to do with you and who you are and who you're being. We talk about in the CEO's journey, there's two significant transformations. There's the identity shift, which is shift number one. And there is the behavior shift, shift number two. And we see these shifts that have to happen that ultimately take a person from being an owner-operator, meaning this is how I, I've identified myself and this is how I behave, to becoming a CEO, this is how I identify myself and this is how I behave. And the, the transition, the transformation that has to happen that, that must occur for that to happen is profound. This is that. We're in that conversation. We are in the, the identity shift. We're in the behavior shift. We're, we're, we're going to talk about your identity. We're going to be talking about your behaviors today. You, CEOs, we're talking to you. This is to you. This is your episode. I mean, there's some of these podcasts that we say, hey, share this one with your team. And you absolutely can share this one with your team, obviously, because this affects all of us. But we want to speak directly to you as the leaders and uh, share some areas where we've identified. I know for me in my own life where, you know, I've modeled behaviors that I do not want and I have to 
then address those issues later on. And so we want to be really good chiropractors here. We want to be vitalistic. We want to be proactive. We want to see ahead and we want to be, we want to address things now. So some of you are going to walk away. I already wrote what I think should be your takeaway. And I'm going to say it at the beginning of this uh, podcast episode. It is this, what behavior, what is one behavior that you're committed to change starting today? Because it has to do with this, the modeling has everything to do with behavior. And I'm speaking to you and I want you to walk away thinking about as Dr. Steven shares and as I share, we go back and forth. What is one behavior that today you're not going to tolerate in yourself anymore? What is the one behavior you're not going to model any further beyond today? And I hope that you can leave with one thing. You can say, you know what? I'm going to change this behavior because I would like to see that. Mo- I want to change the way that I'm going to do that. And we're going to share with you some things I think could help you do that. Dr. Steven, this is going to be good. So glad you started here, Dr. Pete. So I remember I had a patient who had quadruplets, <laughs> quadruplet five-year-olds, and they were referred by another patient who had triplet five-year-olds. They were best friends. So seven of them hanging around together. And I remember having a conversation with them early on. And I was just like, ah, oh, man, it's like, how, how do you do it? <laughs> it's like, at the time I only had one and I'm like, uh, you know, how do you get them to listen and blah, blah, you know? And, and uh, I was just amazed because the kids were great kids. And they were like, well, you know, here's the key doc is they're only going to hear 20% of what you say, but they're going to see a hundred percent of what you do. And I'm just like, oh, that was just gold right there. I think I'm going to pay you for today's visit instead of vice versa. <laughs> I was just like, that was gold. And really it, it came down, what you're trying to say was just modeling, right? So how important it was and how incredibly efficient it is. It's almost infinitely scalable, right? So as CEOs, we're always looking for leverage, man, modeling is a great leverage point. And, you know, I'm, my goal here today is to, to be transparent and be vulnerable a bit because I, you know, I'd like to share f- from some of the scar tissue experiences I had. First, I'll talk a little bit about good modeling and then, and then how I saw the impact or adverse impact that bad modeling had, right? So I'll go all the way back. I'm going to take it back another generation. You know, you talk about your five kids. I was blessed with having, and I am, I am still to this day blessed with having awesome parents, right? So my mom and dad are fantastic. They're world-class, world-class people, world-class parents, and now world-class grandparents. So many of you have met my parents. And so you might be smiling and chuckling right now when you think about Mickey and Steve. (laughs) So, you know, tip of the hat to mom and dad, you know, they force themselves into so many chiropractic environments that so many of you have met them, (laughs) whether they come to immersions or they come to our remarkable life retreat, or they come to every single party, (laughs) They don't even have to be invited. They will be there. They're just awesome people, right? So, and everybody loved to have them there. But, you know, they were great models for us growing up. And specifically when it came to like things like work ethic, right? And caring about quality and having integrity, meaning like how do you behave when no one's looking, right? And a job worth doing is worth doing right. And we were big on personal responsibility, right? So all of those things we raised in that environment. And I know that modeling is so important because I see my brother and my sister, I'm so proud of them. They're just badasses. And, you know, it just served us so well because that was what, that was just baked into us, right? Because it was modeled for us and honestly brought that into our practice, into our work environment. And I just aspired to be that leader that, you know, would be a model, right? So I want to make sure you hear me when I say this is like, I am not implying being perfect. I certainly was nowhere close to perfect. And I'm not asking you to try to be perfect either. 
remarkable does not imply perfect, right? That's something that people have to get on the other side of, right? So what you have to recognize is that everyone's watching you as a leader, okay? So you are modeling for your team and for your patients and for your community, right? So when we're talking about the practice, especially as the CEO, right? So they're watching you. So you're going to be the high watermark. You're going to set the standard. You're going to set the bar, right? The question is, is are you setting a remarkable standard? Just, just ask yourself, like, what really matters here? What's really important? And what are my non-negotiables? Like, like, what am I going to model for my people? What is the behavior that I want to reproduce? Well, I better be really clear about that because I'm going to have to lead it, right? doesn't mean you have to do everything. It just means that you're going to have to, from a cultural high level, you're going to have to model that behavior. And, you know, honestly, you know, for 15 years, almost 20 years, it did that remarkably well, I think. And I'm very proud of that track record. And I saw the fruit of that, right? So in just world-class teams that ran a world-class practice and got phenomenal results from world-class patients who behaved beautifully, right? And I know that it was because our team was modeling very well for them, right? So especially with my associate doctors, I had 39 associate doctors over a 17-year period. I was really sensitive to the fact that I was modeling for them. There was always one or two doctors in the adjustatorium watching everything I did, everything I said. There was always one or two doctors in the report of findings or in the workshop or what have you. Nothing like making you bring your A game when you know that people are watching you, right? So for those of you who have thought about having interns come into your office or preceptors or bring in associate doctors or whatever, I say absolutely do it. Even if it's just for the benefit of knowing there's going to be an elevated consciousness because you're modeling all the time. And at the end of the day, I recognized the ultimate ability to create scalability and durability for the business was to model properly, right? So we enjoyed the fruit of that. And I'm teeing this up because things changed, right? So at the end, uh, you know, when we, we sold our practice a couple of years ago, and, and I knew that God was calling me to this next chapter to, to teach and to coach and to lead in chiropractic, because I felt like I had sort of maxed out what I could do in the brick and mortar. And I wanted to do bigger things for chiropractic. I covet influence in chiropractic. So my head and heart started to beat outside of the practice. And as soon as that happened, Dr. Pete, I can tell you there were some behaviors that drifted, right? My commitment to being there early, and then it was just barely on time. And then it was a little bit late, right? And I watched what happened. As soon as my behavior started changing, I started to see the behaviors of my team change. You know, when I would sneak out at the end of the day, because I wanted to get home to see my kids who were growing up. You know, I just tried to get away with it and sneak out, you know, when I was quote unquote done for the day and not, you know, really be present and intentional around the post shift huddles. And I watched how that deteriorated. I'd show up just in time for team training and not quite as prepared. And I watched what happened as that started to unravel. And maybe my commitment to, you know, doing extracurricular or marketing outside the practice, my outside talks, spinal screenings, corporate wellness, you named it, that started to atrophy, right? And sure enough, I saw that behavior happening in my associate doctors. Guys, I want to, I'm, be, I'm being really transparent here because I want you to recognize that the heart behind this remarkable CEO program, the heart behind teaching doctors how to really become a CEO, really scale their business and eventually exit their business gracefully and profitably so you leave an ultimate legacy. So much about this that we're teaching was missing for me when I was trying to do this right, right? So now I'm teaching from scar tissue and recognizing yeah, man, you don't get what you want. You get what you model. Dr. Pete, we're in Massachusetts, just north of Boston. And, you know, I can tell you what, the first 20 years, we didn't have snow days. 
It's not that it didn't snow, right? My, we didn't have snow days, right? Like if it was a blizzard, I was going to be there. And those patients would take sled dogs, right? <laughs> to the office. They would show up on a snowmobile if they had to, because they knew I'd be there. Our doctors would be there. Our team would be at the front desk and we'd be there to adjust them, right? If they're going to get there, I will get there. And then what ended up happening is we started to lose that edge, right? So at the end, I was like, yeah, you know what? It's, uh, there is eight inches of snow out there. Maybe we'll uh, have a snow day today. You know, keep everybody safe, that kind of thing. And as soon as I changed that and started to model that behavior for the practice, for the patients, man, if it was a dusting going on out there, people would be calling in and banging in and missing their appointments. If they started to threaten that we were going to get a storm, people would be changing appointments. Man, Dr. Pete, I saw it lived out in so many ways and so many seasons. You don't get what you want. You get what you model. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. There are only two types of chiropractic practices in the world today. Those who have been educating their patients, those that wish they had. And it's not too late to start. Let us help you. Our TRP practices flourished during this pandemic. They have proven the model. They did what works and they have reaped the rewards. Most TRP practices saw best weeks, best months, best quarters, best years during the pandemic, not just despite the pandemic. I suggest because they had prepared their practices and patients for the pandemic. This will not be our last crisis. This was not our last storm. Will your practice be ready for the next one? I invite you to join us in Chicago for the remarkable Retention Immersion, October 22nd and 23rd, 2021, live and in person. Bring your team and join us. Go to theremarkablepractice.com forward slash events to register today. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Dr. Steven, it's just, you know, you, as you're, you're sharing, I mean, it's just, I think all of us are now, if you're not doing this, I don't know what, what you're thinking about, but you should be thinking about your story and like where you're at and your journey and thinking about your past and kind of where you are now, because that's immediately where my brain went to. And I was thinking about just the concept of casualties along the way. And I was thinking about how there's always going to be casualties and, you know, like you said, you know, you're proud of the way that you modeled and all that. And, and I can share, I think I can share as well with great confidence that I also, I'm very proud of the way that I modeled in my practice. I think that's why, you know, so many docs, you know, did come and want to train and work with us. And we had a very similar, I think, setup with then you like associates would come for one to two years because they simply just wanted to train with us. And then we release them and they'd go open their practices. And we had many, many, many who did that. And that's why, you know, we had the associates like that. That was our model because I saw myself as a, I trained doctors. That's, that's literally was 
my identity, my gifting is I train doctors how to be remarkable chiropractors and I send them out to run a business. I teach them how to do it. That's what I love to do. It's actually why we do what we do now, you and I both in that sense, because that's, that's actually what we love. We love chiropractic. We love all the elements. Clearly we jazz about all this stuff. Like we, we could talk shop all day. You know, we love this stuff, but, and I think because of that, it's how we are, you know, we embraced early on. Like I knew these guys are watching. These girls are watching, you know? And so, you know, I knew, Hey, you know, I don't have the luxury you know, I have to stay focused. I have to be on point. I have to be prepared. I have to be ready. I wanted to be, to be honest. I actually wanted to be, you know, for me, I, I think where my, you know, real blind spot was, and this again is also part of this whole transformation was I did not have a really good, I did not figure out how to do the remarkable life and remarkable practice part. So I figured out how to get the practice remarkable, but I didn't figure out how to do the life part and have remarkable practice. And I did not model that, especially in the early years. I did not model that well. I didn't live that well. I did not model that well. I don't know if I had it modeled well either because I don't, and this was really a lot of the heart behind even our, the, this remarkable, you know, the remarkable practice, the remarkable CEO program is that we didn't necessarily see it modeled in our profession. That's right. I didn't have a mentor that I could look to and say, They've figured it out. They've been there. They're just a, for a little further up the road and they can tell me about, hey, there's a couple of big holes, by the way. And, <laughs> and there's a bear right behind this tree. He hides there and he loves eating people when they come. Landmines, <laughs> flaming arrows. <laughs> yeah. It's like that wasn't there, you know? And so as much as I'm going to, you know, we're guilty as charged. It's also like part of the pain point is it, it wasn't modeled. So therefore we had to figure it out and fail. And so that we could then begin to get, you know, the awareness and then change our perspective and change our behavior. So then we can become modeling for how to do that. So for me, that was what, you know, really led me to this point of, you know, I realized that, you know, we, we could have this remarkable business, remarkable practice, but what would it look like to have both where they don't compete with one another but they complement. They don't compete. They complement. That I can have both a remarkable practice, one that at my standard, I'm very proud of, that's doing all the things that I wanted to do and doing it with excellence and have a remarkable life. And that eludes a lot of people. I think it's eluding many of you who are listening to this podcast. When I say eluding you, it doesn't mean it's, you can't get it. It's just saying you're like, but I haven't, I'm not there yet. And maybe this is speaking to you. And I'm going to encourage you to stay the course, stay the course. You can have a remarkable practice and a remarkable life as part of a remarkable life is what we say. It's true. It's not like we're not throwing it out there like a carrot that you'll never reach. Or, you know, we're not, we're not saying it just because we think it's a cool line. We're actually saying it because you experienced Dr. Steven a remarkable practice, a remarkable life. I've experienced a remarkable practice in remarkable life, but I've also not experienced it. That's right. You know, and that's why it is significant. That's why it's worthy of being the premise because it's that important. And becoming a remarkable CEO, the reason why that's worthy of being something that we actually do and we say, hey, let's start a program called Remarkable CEO. Why would we even do that? It must be that important. It was so important that it had to happen. It was so important. It was so critical to me that this happened, that I was willing to walk away from everything and say, we've got to do this because I know 
there is a there are chiropractors graduating every single year. There are chiropractors bailing out of practice every single month. There's all sorts of stuff going on all around us all the time. There's got to be a solution to help more chiropractors and help more chiropractors help more people, but do it in a way where they can have remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life. And so for me, the, a lot of the pain came from, I didn't have it modeled. And so therefore I didn't know. And then there were casualties along the way. And usually the casualties are the people closest to you, starting with you. And so the first casualty in every situation is going to be you. And then it's going to be the people close to like your family, your spouse, your children, and then the people you work with, your associates, your team. These are going to be the people that are going to be affected. And so our hope is that, you know, when you, when you think about, okay, what are the behaviors that you are modeling that are, you don't want to model anymore? Um, Dr. Steve, you brought us some great examples of some things. For me, I shared on our last podcast, I talked about how you know, I needed to begin to really celebrate and recognize the team. I also really needed to learn to trust the team and delegate things to them and, and trust them with stuff. I, I just couldn't be all things to all people anymore. I proud, prided myself on seven days a week. I prided myself on generating 25 to 30 new patients a week. I prided myself that I could, I can make it rain. I prided myself that I could adjust a thousand people myself every week. I prided myself that I could rip it in three doctor reports every single week and close 80% of people on a cash care plan. I prided myself that I would, and you fill in the blank. And those things aren't bad things, okay? Those things aren't wrong. I think those things are pretty spectacular. And I'm so happy that that's, I got to be a part of that. I got to experience it in my, in my life. But I will also say those very same things could have been the, the death of me too. Because it wasn't until I discovered that it's not about you seeing all the people or you converting all the people, or you attracting all the people, or you being the guy. It's actually less about that. So I will say this, what I needed to model, I, I was very proud, but I wasn't very humble. And I'll tell you that what I needed to grow is I needed to become more humble. And I realized that the, the journey of a CEO is an upside down journey, but actually it was upside down to me but it was right in reality. I was upside down that, that I had to be in control, that I had to be, to do it all, that it, right? That was upside down, but I hadn't had it modeled of what it would, what it looked like right side up. What it looked like right side up was actually, it was not about me. It was actually about surrounding myself with people, empowering them, equipping them and letting them rise and letting them shine and letting that see what that could do. And that for me was, I think, one of the areas where I knew I struggled. I know that was area of, of great pain for me and for others because I didn't know. And I hope that even in this program, even this podcast, like you can begin to say, okay, it's possible. I can become a CEO. We can have remarkable practice and a remarkable life. It's possible. And you will need to model it. And we hope that we can model it as well for you. Because I know, Dr. Steven, you do that for me. You do that for so many people. You and Dr. Camilla are awesome models of the remarkable practice and remarkable life. You are. But I know it came from, it's a lot of work. It's incredibly purpose-filled and intentional. And there's sacrifices along the way. Every step of the way, there's something that 
Thanks, brother. You know, I will right? receive so. that as my friend Jolt likes to say, <laughs> Dr. Jolt. But uh, it's a perfect place to reiterate that remarkable does not imply perfect, right? So we're, you know, we're all walking with a limp here. And to just recognize that even if you feel you're in a season where you can say, I have accomplished this, I've created this business that doesn't compete with my life, it actually supports my life, right? I've created this remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. If you've come to that realization that it's like, actually, I think I'm, I'm actually at this place, just recognize it's not a place, it's a state and it's dynamic, it's fluid. This is more, think about it more in terms of fitness, right? So you don't just arrive at being fit and say, well, good, I'm glad that's over all those workouts and that diet style, sleep pattern, thought life, man, those Metcons are brutal, right? So it's like, so happy that I don't have to pick up those weights anymore. That stuff's heavy, right? So it's like, you know, you don't arrive at a place right? So this is fitness. This is an every moment, everyday thing. And it, and it's, an, you know, when you do get to that place where you feel like it, you know, everything's, you know, in play, real in place. Remember that's an avocado moment, right? So it's like, you know, almost ready, almost ready, almost ready. It's ready. Oh, it's too ripe. It's too ripe. You know, it's going to be really dynamic and it's going to be a, a moving target, but it's a great thing to keep your eye on, right? As all the time, this is a, assess yourself, and am I in alignment, right? So are my core values and aligned with my vision story and my behaviors aligned with both of those, right? So that's really where all of this lives. You know, Pete, I want to close with this and to recognize, all right, so if we recognize that remarkable doesn't imply perfect, you know, to be a remarkable leader to your team and to your patients, you know, this carries over your your team's watching you, but so are your patients, right? So if there's any point in frustration that you have with your practice, your practice members, your patients, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like, I'm trying to get these people to comply, right? They're not following my recommendations for care. You have to ask yourself, are you modeling this for them, right? So, you know, if they're not getting adjusted regularly and you're frustrated, ask yourself, am I modeling that? Am I getting adjusted regularly, right? So, are you committed to a rhythm with your adjustment? So like, why don't they bring their families in? It's like, I want to be checking kids. It's like, do you check your kids doc? And do you check them rhythmically? Do you, is it Sunday night adjustments at the house? Right. So, or do they come into your practice even better? So your patients can see your family getting checked in regular. Like, so uh, if they're not exercising, are you exercising? If they're not eating right, are you eating right? If their thought life is sideways, how about yours? Right. So you got to ask yourself, you know what, am I modeling these things? And, and take a breath on this. It's like, wherever you have that point of contention, wherever you have that rub, that frustration, this is probably just God's way of just shining a light on something in your own life that you've got to say to yourself, you know what, I got to button that up. I got to clean that up. That's something I've got to focus on. That's a muscle that I've got to focus on. That's a component of my fitness, of my wellness that needs some work. Guys, remember, you don't get what you want you get what you measure. You don't get what you want. You get what you reward. And you don't get what you want. You get what you model. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.